Welcome everyone to JPWT, Jesus People with Testimonies. I'm your host, Lakeisha Underwood. We are glad to have you tuned in and we are super excited about our guest today. Monica St. Louis is here to present her testimony. Welcome, Monica. Hello there. So happy to be here. Thank you for taking the time out to be with us today. No problem. Before you get into your testimony, we do have a few questions that we ask everyone. So, tell us a little bit about Monica. Monica is a child of God. I've been walking with the Lord in a relationship with Him now for the past 26 years. Um, mother of six and grandmother of five. Awesome. Um, so, how did you or where did you first hear about the gospel of Jesus Christ? I grew up in a house where my mom, she, she was a single parent, but um, she, she was always praying. So she prayed She's always praying throughout the house or for us if there's a situation or uh, we may be sick or have something going on, whether it is to go take an exam or something, she's always laying hand and praying. So um, by her doing that, it has instilled within us as her children that there is a God and that prayer is essential. Prayer is something that we should always do. So with that said, we um, go up knowing God through that and also we normally would go to church on Sundays with her. Right. So we grew up basically around the notion knowing that there is a God. So, what was your initial reaction to Jesus when you you had your encounter with him? This was many years later, after I am now grown, um, and I was married at the time. I was going through some marital issues where um, no matter how I, within myself, try to fix it, it just was not fixable to me. So um, I was just, I was just over everything and heartache and pain and all that stuff. I was just over all of that. So I just, um, just decided that it was time. It was time because. I knew before that that I, I should have turned my life over to the Lord because I've always, in my heart, I always knew that I didn't want to go to hell. Hell was a place that I didn't want to go. So knowing that I didn't want to go to hell, I was going to do everything that I know I'm supposed to do, even though I wasn't doing it, um, to, be, to get my life in a place where I wouldn't go to hell. So, um, having gone through problems, I, I just decided that it was time, it was time. And um, 
that night, I remember I called a friend of mine that she was a Christian and said, listen, I'm, go I'm coming to church with you tonight. And it was a Friday night and um, I told the Lord, Lord, I'm going in and I don't want to come out the same. And um, praise be to God, went in and I didn't come out the same. And that started you on your path to being who you are now. So getting yes. into your testimony, we're going to give you the floor to do that. Um, encourage us. Let us know what um, God has placed on your heart for today. We were created to serve the Lord. That should be our first focal point in life. Um as a created being we came on earth to serve the Lord however we don't really put our focus on that our focus is mostly on the things around what we want to do whether it be job husband children whatever the situation that's where we put our focus instead of focusing on God himself and even in my case, before I even went into the church, I told the Lord that I wanted a husband. And he did give me one, but it did come with a lot of problems. Um, when I should have really focused more on God instead of the husband, and the husband would come afterwards. Um, so my encouragement is seek the Lord. Whatever, whatever is going on in your life, he can fix it. But before most things happen, we have to do what the scripture says. Matthew 6.33, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then all things will be added. Right. So with that, um, into, your, into this, into your marriage, and you asking God for a husband, and not going into the kingdom for it, but that was ignorance because you didn't know that at the time you knew of God, but you didn't know everything about God. So going into that, tell us a little bit more about what happened in that marriage with and how God took care of things and how he prepared you for the ending of this marriage. My first mistake and like you said, in my ignorance, I asked the Lord for a husband instead of seeking him first. And having gotten a husband, um, I did receive what I asked for. It's just that it came with a lot of infidelity and heartache and um, basically from the outside looking in, it would look great. But on the inside, there was no love. It was just, it was just a lot of pain and um, trying to make things work. Um, but in my ignorance, when I asked for a husband, I was looking at the church like most people do at this. You know, as they look in the church as a single person, you'll see a lot, especially a single woman, you'll see that there's a lot of women in there single woman in there right and that was my thing I look in I see a lot of single women 
I said I didn't want to go join them. I wanted a husband. But anyway, um, fast forward. Um, after many infidelities or many um, situations that I, I had to go through with the marriage, in the marriage, I decided that um, that was the end of it. So I went ahead and talked to the Lord about it and I filed a divorce and got out of it. And even when I got out of it, um, I never um, felt as if God this didn't work out. So that's the end of me. I don't. I'm, I'm done serving you. No, because at that point, I've already built a relationship with God, and God was my number one. So even the fact that this marriage broke apart or fell apart or dissolved it did not affect my relationship with the Lord because I've now learned that God needs to be first um, so I just continue on my journey continue trusting God continue going forward not looking back um, I forgave him prayed for him um, we are good friends we still talk here and there we have no amacity against each other. Um, and that's because of the healing process um, during after the marriage of oh God taught me along the way how to overcome some of those um, hurt and anger. And I, I dealt with it through the grace of God. And now we are we're, we're, we're good friends. We, you know, right. we can have a, any civil conversation. No problem. So how did God help you through that to become his friend now at this point, divorce and all of these things? Tell us some of the things that God did to help you through that point. One of the things that um, helped me most of all was obedience. So when I got instructions from God, um, whether it is to pray for him, I'll pray for him. Um, whether it is to... Um, Speak to him in regards to something, I, I do it. I don't push off the idea or say, no, I'm not doing it or anything like that. I would go ahead and I remember once in church, um, he was, it was a, uh, now one night at church, he was there at church, I was there, and the Lord said, go pray for him. And I went straight back and I went to lay my hand on him and pray. I, I just follow suit with whatever the Lord tells me to do. And I do it. And by doing it, it helps me to um, break up the, the hurt and the, the resentment or anything like that. And the Lord even had me apologize to him at one time. And I went and apologized to him and tell him, you know, um, I know I may have said some harsh things to you before, and I'm sorry that I said those, but I did set them out of a place of, of hurt and anger. But now that I'm healed, now I can actually look you in the face and say, I'm sorry for those words. And because of those steps that I've taken, being obedient to the Holy Spirit, I was able to overcome the, the hurt and the anger and the resentment and all of that, which is a part of 
being divorced, a part of breaking. Um, when when trust is broken, and when certain things are broken, holy things are broken. It it tend to cause re resentment and 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 hurt and. These are the things that we don't overcome, and because we don't overcome, we end up storing them and keeping them for years and years. And we wonder sometimes why we are so angry or why we are uh, we feel some way, and it's because of sometimes some of, some of those things that have happened to us in our past that we didn't we have not let go of. Um, if you had to speak to someone who's another believer or a non-believer in a marriage, they're going through a divorce, um, what words would you give them? What words of encouragement would you give them to um, help them through this time? Do the best you can in whatever way you can. Um, try not to lose yourself too much as in forgetting exactly forgetting completely who you are but do your best to be selfless because usually in most divorce one party is the selfish person and if each person give their hundred, give their best, being selfless, they would have a better union. But in every divorce, there's always one party, one person in that marriage that is selfish. So check yourself. See if you're the selfish one. So you're saying they have to be selfless to make it through it. How did you, you said they have to be selfless. Can you elaborate on selfless meaning, the meaning selfless, of selfless for you? Selfless meaning putting the other person first. Okay. Selfless meaning I'm not going to be, oh, this is mine, or, or, oh, well, you did this the last time, so I'm going to, I don't, I don't have to do this, because you, pointing fingers, um, um, not, not accepting blame, not accepting responsibility. Um, if there's something to do, just do it. You don't have to put, oh, I did it the last time, so now it's your turn, or or just being selfless. Oh, you know what? This wasn't done, so let me let me go do it. Let me let me. Maybe my wife is tired. Maybe she needs a rest, or maybe my husband is is, is tired. He just can't get home for work. I don't have to nag him. Let me, let me go do this. Being selfless, treating the other person as you yourself would want to be treated. You want to be pampered, so you pampered the other person. Right. You want to feel love, so you love the other person. That is selfless. Selfless meaning it's not about me, 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 me. It's 
it's about you. And if, if I'm saying it's about you and you're saying it's about you, that means I'm taking care of you, you and you're taking care of me. In the midst of the divorce. Mm -hmm. wow. in the, in, if both parties will come together. Now, remember, uh, everyone has um, their own will. So being whether they are uh, child of God or not, each person have a, their own free will. Right. So having your own free will, you have two choices. One choice is listen to God and be obedient and God will say, will make you feel, you, in the spirit of God will allow you to feel convicted if you're not doing something. Conviction will come in. That's the first thing. Or you can say, I don't care. I'm going to do my own thing. So having the free will, you can either submit that free will to God and let the Holy Spirit convict you for you to do what is right, or you can say, I don't care about the Holy Spirit, I don't care about you, you are you, and you do what you want to do. And that's something that nobody can change, not even God. That's why God gives us a free will. You can choose. Correct. So did you have a time where you said, God, why me? Or did you resent God somewhere down the line? Did you ever get angry nope. with God? Tell us about that. I, I never, I, that, because I got the revelation that everyone have a free will. I didn't have to point a finger at God and say, Lord, you did, no. Because I got the revelation that even if God convicted you and you still want to do wrong, you're still going to do wrong because of your free will. So during my time of divorce or while I was going through, I never thought, I go to God for comfort, I go to God for strength, I go to Him for whatever I need, but I know that because man have a free will, he's going to make his own choices. Right. Right. So I have one more question before we get off the line. If you had to describe our God, our Savior, Jesus Christ, into one word after everything you've gone through from your childhood where your mom told you to pray up into everything that you've gone through, the divorce, the children, the grandkids, what is that one word you would use to describe our God? The one word would be love. And love is because the love that God has for us cannot be measured right. and because it cannot be measured sometimes we even try to get that love from human and human cannot give us that love right but there's a place in our heart that God have reserved for his love 
and until we get connected with him and start walking in his ways and building a relationship with him that faith that is in our heart that we're looking for others to fill can never be filled wow. only his love can fill that Wow, that's awesome. Thank you for joining us today, um, sharing a little bit of your testimony with us. Also, thank you, JPWT listeners, for tuning in. Join us next Sunday for a new guest and then a new guest with their testimony. And don't forget to follow and like us on Facebook. Until then, be encouraged and remember, Jesus loves you.